Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dev, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good out there, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brothers. Got B. Austin, the hot block commander, and the boy Jimmy, the blueprint, will be with us in just a sec. Look, man, the NFL season is heating up. The NBA, however, decided this week to one-up football with a rap battle between Shaq and the homie Dame Dollar. So keep it locked right here. We're going to talk about all of this. We're going to give Don you our on the whole thing. No doubt. So, so, so look, if you want to get in on the conversation, you know what to do. But if you don't, sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 minutes after we gamble with Gus. And open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as it is every week, is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, though, got to give some shout-outs to everybody on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Definitely a shout-out to the homies at Broad Street Line, Roy and Chris, uh, the Chewing the Tape Hip Hop Podcast, uh, Phil Matic and Survive, uh, the mayor with After Further Review, um, Everybody else out there, we got John Appetit for everybody out there who likes to hear about good food. Um, if you like to eat, that's the show for you. And a whole lot more, man. Just check out the the, the network. You can do that at warroomsports.com, just like you can do everything else. But look, when we're not live on the air every week, this is what we need you guys to do. We need you to visit the website, warroomsports.com, or the Warroom Sports mobile app, or iTunes, or TuneIn, Stitcher, Talk Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Your boys are everywhere. So wherever you do your podcast listening, just look for us. Look for the network. All right, what's up, Aki? How's your week been going so far? Yo, my week has been going absolutely spectacular. First of all, we saw our Philadelphia Eagles at the top of the week get busy, gut it out, and get a win against God, a.k.a. Metal Lark Lemon, um, who still has to do way too much for a team that should have invested in supporting him. But, hey, that's another, that's another topic. We got to see the Eagles win. We're 2-2, two and two, and I feel good about the division. Um, a rap battle occurred. A rap battle occurred. Now, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I haven't heard much on the uh, Shadizzle Shazam side of things uh, other than the first bars. Uh, I actually took the time to read Dame Dollar's bars, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. 
But uh, I will just say this. He's, he kind of reminds me of us, man. Like, he reminds me of us, man. I like the young boy, man, for these bars, man. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I had a good week, man. I had a good week. Well, every well, uh, you forgot one thing that probably put a damper on a lot of people's week. Nothing surprising here. Um, you know, the cop Amber Geiger, Geiger, however you pronounce her name, who ran up in Bolton Jean's house um, and shot him, a black man, shot him dead innocently. Um, she was found guilty of murder. So there were a lot of people up on one day. I believe that might have been Monday or Tuesday, but then by Wednesday, the same people that were up were down <clears throat> because of as, as many should have expected. She got herself a little slap on the wrist with a 10-year sentence for the innocent murder of this man. Um, looks like a you know looks like another example of the system. Uh, defending a, a police officer that was in the wrong. Um, I guess people, I guess at this point, they're like, well, look, y'all should be happy she got some time. She got 10 years for running up in this man's home and murdering him <laughs> for no reason. Um, for no so, reason. Yeah, that, that, <clears throat> that, that's the one thing, you know, that uh, about the week that may have brought some people down a little bit. It's a shame, it, man. It, it, um, it did, and it should have. But I'm so desensitized, and I'll admit it at this point, I didn't even really allow it. Because you know all is going to be said on the part of probably Caucasian America and, and some of our uh, skin folk who ain't kin folk is, what about black-on-black black crime? So, well, speaking know. of that, man, there was a <clears throat> there's a Facebook page that some white folks made called Justice for Amber Geiger. And I'm like, what could, you know what I mean, what injustice happened to this woman? So this is just one of those stories that further, you know, displays the, the, the race issues in this country that we all dwell in. Um, the crazy part about it, though, black people got wind of this particular Facebook page, joined in droves and basically took it over. But even if you go in there and you read some of the stuff that they were trying to say and trying to get accomplished in there, it's like, yo, whoever out there who even, like, alludes to a quote-unquote post-racial America, slap yourself, punch yourself, kill yourself, because America is America, the same America that we've always lived in. If you see some of the ignorant stuff that people said on that page, then... I mean, you would understand if, if for some reason you didn't oh, understand oh. before. You know what's interesting about that, and I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure you probably share the same sentiment. When when it comes to Caucasian people with that argument, I chalk it up to white privilege, um, white privilege, insensitivity, white supremacy. I, I kind of chalk it up, but I get it because racism. And the ugliness of bigotry and the nastiness of the U.S., it's uncomfortable for them to talk about, and they're tired of it, and Trump is in office, so you expect it, right? But I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to when Barry was president, and he had the big butt Ewok in office with him. Shout out to them. There was a lot of black people 
talking about get over it, Barry's in office. There is no racism. So I was far more disappointed with them at not, you know, at, at, at being satisfied with the white picket fence, the $350,000 house. And if you live in D.C. or in the D.C. area, add two hundred grand to that. But the white picket fence, the $350,000 house, the $120,000 a year job, and a black president, like there was a lot of those type of black people who were screaming, we're past <laughs> racism. There was a lot of them. That's who I took issue with. Now, where are they yeah. at? Um, where you at, yo? No doubt, no doubt. Yo, and I, I think we're having some kind of issues with our phone lines, man. I don't know if uh, if anybody can get in. I don't know if Gus is trying to call in. Um, I just tested it out a few times myself, and I can't get in via phone, so... Bear with us. Just some more problems. I don't see anybody in the um, chat room either, so I don't. I don't know what's going on. Might be one of them days, good brother. Might be one of them days. All right, man. So I, um, I blame. I blame you. I blame you because you started off talking about the establishment. So you know, Andy Toe shut us down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The establishment definitely. <laughs> they would definitely be listening and trying to shut things down when we get a little out of line. But yeah, ten years. It's just showing you what what this country is, man. And um, yeah, shout out to everybody out there who, well, it's a lot of people up in arms about his family. Like his brother and his dad actually gave this woman a hug, said that they forgive her. Um, the judge gave her a hug after she sentenced her. It was a lot of you know loving going on. Yo, that I didn't really understand, but um. Stockholm. All right, man. Let's, let's stop home. Send it. Yes. Much. Let's get into some some sports. See, this is the thing because we're we're expecting Gus Griffin to call in right now with his picks, but I really think we're having some some trouble with the call lines. So, um, if you can hear us out there, if you are listening from any other. Uh, uh, any other medium, try to call in. That number is 323-410-0012 and see if you can get through uh, on those phone lines. Uh, if not, then, like I said, it's going to be a long episode because we're sitting here trying to get get our guest on and it's not really going down. And as we speak, I'm sitting here myself, Pios, and trying to get in from different phone lines, and I'm having no luck whatsoever. So anyway, we got to move it on either way. We'll give it a few minutes to see if Gus can get through. Um, But for now, let's talk a little bit. Let's go straight to the quote of the week, because I definitely want to save some of that rap battle stuff uh, till Jimmy comes. Jimmy might not be able to get in either. Um, My bad. I'm. I'm just. I called in from another line to see if I can get in. Sounds like I was getting in from this one. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, our quote of the week is from Rick Buecher, and it's about Anthony Davis. And what Rick Buecher has been talking about this week is, I guess, if you want to call it a fact, the fact that Anthony Davis is not fully committed. 
to the Los Angeles Lakers yet, and the reason that he's not fully committed to the Los Angeles Lakers um, have everything to do with LeBron James and some of the stuff that we've spoken about be on this show for a long time. Um, Rick Buecher says, you know, LeBron James was Anthony Davis' favorite player growing up, but he also happens to be amongst the most accomplished superstars of all time. Those two characteristics make the partnership of, of James and Davis ideal on paper, but there's, there's respect not only from LeBron to Davis, but from Davis to LeBron. However, the caveat that comes with being a teammate of LeBron, and we've said this thousands of times in the past, when the team falls short of their goals, it's often the guys around LeBron who get blamed the most for not stepping up. So Rick Buecher said this reality is preventing um, Anthony Davis from fully committing to the franchise because you know he he is still a he will be a restrict uh, unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Um, he said Davis is just not on board with taking all the blame if LA underperforms this season. So B, do you think this is a smart approach by Anthony Davis if this is indeed coming from his camp? Because his camp is kind of the same as LeBron's camp as far as agent is concerned. They're both represented by Rich Paul. Um, so that's why when this type of stuff comes out, I have to look at it, you know, you know, I had to take it with a bit of a grain of salt because I'm like, would Rich Paul even allow these reports to come out, you know what I mean, while, while they share um, representation? But if this is indeed true, do you think this is a good reason for Anthony Davis to be cautious, cautious as he approaches his time with the Lakers? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've I've grown to a point where in respecting LeBron as probably the greatest, definitely the best player in the league for the last decade, definitely that. Um, separating that out, this is the toxicity that revolves around LeBron. And, and some of it that Kevin Durant spoke of. Kevin Durant spoke of it. It's not really LeBron's fault. It is a function of how his media machine controls certain narratives and his sycophants support those narratives to the extent that they 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 definitely definitely pooped on Chris Bosch and Kevin Love. Like Chris Bosch and Kevin Love if Chris Bosch has any issues getting into the hall, which I, which I don't expect that he will, but if he does, it's clearly because of LeBron James and playing with him. If Kevin Love doesn't get into the hall, which I'm not sold on him yet being a Hall of Fame player, but if he doesn't, a large portion of that will be LeBron James. They tried it even with Kyrie, but I feel like Kyrie's star is so bright and what he does, and we're living in the age of the PG, of the point guard, that he'll be able to push back on that narrative. Um, But even he suffers from it, and people are aware that I'm not mad at Anthony Davis saying, yo, (laughs) y'all not going to blame me if this don't go right, if, you know, if LeBron's out here not playing D, if LeBron's out here passing up open shots because he's scared to go to the free throw line and and brick, you know what I'm saying? If 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 LeBron sends me to the corner like I'm some little kid, 
to become a six foot eleven, you know, most dominant uh, three point shooter from the corner. Y'all not blaming this on me. I'm not really mad at him, man. I can't be mad at that. No, I mean, I, I, can, I can definitely understand his concerns. And that that speaks to what Kevin Durant spoke about but got crushed for, you know, by a lot of the media. Um, I mean, and it also speaks to the fact that, you know, LeBron, some guys do want to play with LeBron because Anthony Davis really wanted to get there. So, you know, taking an approach like, oh, yeah, I think me and Brian can be a hell of a tandem, but there's also some things that I you know, some bridges that I don't want to cross when I get to LA, I can, I can fully understand that. Um, the only thing is, you know, and, and you don't want to ruffle feathers. So I'm pretty sure, you know, the fact that Rick Buecher said this stuff and we didn't actually hear Anthony Davis say this stuff, you know, there's some, some plausible deniability there for Anthony Davis if he and LeBron, ever had to sit down and talk about this because you don't want to go in there ruffling feathers. But if this is his sentiment, I understand, right. you know, wholeheartedly because we've seen it time and time again from fans and media, you know, when it, when it, when it, when it goes wrong, when it goes down and it doesn't go right, like it's everybody else's issue on the team, except for LeBron James. You know why? Cause LeBron James win or lose, he's going to get his numbers. So there's always going to be that faction of folks that say, well, LeBron got a triple-double in that sweep damn near every game. So what more could he do? But, you know, there's, there's, there's different things because a lot of times when that happens, these are the same people who, when LeBron got these particular teammates, were so excited, oh, LeBron going to get another one. And then when it doesn't go right, then, you know, all of those dudes are bums and damn them to hell. So, yeah, I, I, I would definitely have reservations if I was uh, the homie. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going to say that it's a part of it, it's a part of what comes with the game, and I've always been I've always been proud of what we do, in not being afraid to criticize even our heroes, right? Mm-hmm. And so, in having that level and measure of objectivity, it helps you see the lens or see through the lens a lot better, and we're we're almost the counter to the fan, the typical fan. And, and I bring all of that up because through the years, we've seen guys who whose legacy has been tarnished, who have become, you know, I don't want to say pariahs because they, they still get jobs, but they've been hurt by LeBron's, that, that negativity, that swirls around LeBron by his No, and, by and his I want to be clear and, for everybody listening. I want to be clear. I think we both agree that this is of no fault of LeBron's. No, no, like it's not LeBron's earlier, fault. This is an effect of the media and the fans. And it's not just LeBron. This is something that's always happened with any polarizing superstar. LeBron just happens to be probably the the first megastar of the social media era where we get to see and hear everything and everybody's opinion. So it seems like it's a million times worse um, because everybody has an opinion. So, I mean, it it is what it is, man. But B, the the phone lines um, are are good. Um, Looks like people are getting through. Um, So let's go. 
We got Gus on the line. We got uh, Gus on the line. Gus, before I put it, before I get him on the line, I'm gonna let everybody out there know who's placing bets that um Gus was four and zero last week. He's ten and six on the season. He gave us that Eagles rolled upset special. Uh, Eagles over the Packers and at Lambeau. Um, he's been nine and three since a slow start in week one. Um, so we're gonna get him on the line now and see if we can keep this going. And before we do that, though, let's 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 get you guys involved in and in where you can go make some money from the gems that Gus is dropping on you guys in the last couple of weeks. So real quick, I just want to let you guys know that you can make some some money sports betting in my bookie. Uh, of course, the NFL's in full swing. Like I said, Gus is about to drop some more gems on you for week five. So if you still haven't checked out my bookie, go ahead and do that. Stay down some money on the biggest games in sports. You could join us. And a whole lot of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you guys are tired of all the running around that the other services are giving you, just give it a try. You win, they pay. No hassles, no BS. You're basically wasting your time betting if you're not betting with mybookie. They even have in-game live bets. You can place wages after the game start. So join now, and mybookie will match your deposit. Up to a thousand dollars. Just use the promo code War Room. Make sure you do that. All caps. W A R R O O M. That'll activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's the bottom line. So let's get Gus on the line to see if we can keep this momentum. Give me a second. We having all kinds of issues. Gus. Wait a minute. Hello. Gus, Hello. Can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, man. We, yeah, I can. Hear, can you hear us? Yeah, I got you. All right. All right. All right. It looks like. Can you? Every time I do it, every time I click that? on, it looks like it's. Clear. I can still hear you. All right. Cool. As long as you can still hear us, we can hear you. All right. So, like I told everybody, four and zero last week, ten and six on the season. Um, gave us the upset special last week. I don't know if a lot of people believed in that. Nine and three since week one. We're going to start off this week with the Giants and the Vikings. This game is in the Meadowlands, uh, the new Giants stadium. And the line on this one is five and a half. Where are you going with it? I'm taking the Giants plus the five and a half uh, in, on the road or against any reputable defense. I always go against Kirk Cousins. Um, he is what his record says he is at this point. Um, um, uh, Diggs is <laughs> is clearly unhappy with good reason. Um, this will be Daniel Jones's biggest test in terms of a defense. So I'm not sure I expect the Giants to win, but I don't see how anyone could confidently bet with Kirk Cousins on the road and lay five and a half. So I'm taking the Giants plus that five and a half. Okay. Um, and I think that locker room is about to split if it isn't already. Yeah, it sounds like it. It definitely sounds like it. We're going to go to a game that has a much bigger spread. Uh, the Colts. At the Chiefs, they're going into Arrowhead. Um, <laughs> where are you going with this one? This one is on an 11-point spread. Yeah. Um, well, I always look at the double-digit point spreads um, for reasons I've explained in past shows. Uh, I, I damn sure ain't taking Washington, so they're 15-point underdog. I'm not taking that. So um, when I look at the Colts, I look at uh, they got humbled by the Raiders. I think they probably took the Raiders a little too lightly, and they're not good enough to do that. They're not good enough to do that. But they are scoring about 23 points a game. Uh, Mac has been dinged up. He's not 100%, but 
even if he were, I think when you go into KC or if KC comes to you, you have to know that you got to open that offense up. 23 points a game is probably not going to be enough. So they got to open the offense up. So I see them going in there and scoring as many as 28, 30 points. Um, and I think that'll be enough to cover that spread. The crazy thing is, Gus, you know, I've read a few articles this week where people are like, okay, you know, did the Detroit Lions expose the Kansas City Chiefs? Is this the blueprint to slowing down that offense? And it's crazy that you hear stuff like that because it's like they had a moral victory as far as, you know, the people who are writing these uh, these articles are concerned for holding this team to 34 points. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that the guy these days? The blueprint is out because they held them to 34 points without their all pro wide receiver. Yep, yep. It's crazy. <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're just so loaded. And I think it's to the point where um, they score so easily and, with, and at such will that we look for reasons to say, oh, okay, this is it. The bottom line is this Detroit is better right. than anyone thought they were. Um, they right. came very close to beating. Um, uh, the, the the Chargers, the Eagles, and the Chiefs in back-to-back back-to-back weeks, and all three of those right. teams I expect to be in the playoffs. So Detroit is just better than we thought they were. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I've so, always. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh no, good. You always what? I've I've always attributed some of that to Matthew Stafford on any given day. Matthew Stafford is grossly overrated or grossly underrated, depending on who you No, that's a good point, I think. I think I think he's capable of um well what um um Berman used to say um, on ESPN, he said he he'll keep both teams in the game. <laughs> right, right, right. Matthew Stafford can win your game, he can lose your game. He's he's capable, you know, of either. All right, so uh Let's go to the Bills and Titans. Over-under on this one is 38. What do, you, what do you see on this one? I'm taking the under. I think the Bills are probably the most reliable under team in the league. Um, the quarterback is a little banged up, and so they don't throw the ball downfield a lot anyway, but certainly if they go to um, Matt Barkley, um, who isn't terrible, but, I mean, if they go to him, um, they're going to even rely on a running game that they've been relying on all year long even more so than they have been. Uh, so the running game, they're on the road, running game, defense, um, they have really a good defense. They really do. They, they've given up. They, they, they just don't give up a lot of points. Um, right. Singletary is their most explosive offensive player. He has a hamstring. So I just don't see a lot of points. I see a 17-13 you know, um, you know, game sort of in that range. So I'm taking the under on that one. All right, and we got a team here that scored a ton of points last week in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, They will be in New Orleans this week facing a Saints team, of course, without Drew Brees that uh, came big in Dallas uh, this past week. Uh, Not in Dallas, but uh, versus Dallas this past week. Um, Three-point spread in this one, Buccaneers at Saints. Who you got? Taking the Bucs plus the three. This may be a breakout year. For Winston, um, still makes some ill-advised throws like towards the end of last week's game where he almost let the Rams back in it, takes some unnecessary sacks. But Byron Leftwich is clearly having a positive impact on him. Um, yeah, they laid 55. They won't lay 55 on the Saints defense. is better than the Rams. But they're averaging over 30 a game. They've scored over at least 30 in three of the four games. 
Um, Bridgewater is a nice story. He's playing well. I mean, and, and it's not a pejorative to say that he's a game controller, he, especially given what he's come from. But I'm not convinced that he's going to – that right now that offense is situated to keep up with the firepower that the Bucks are bringing. They won last year in New Orleans. I'm taking them to uh, cover that three points, and that's my <laughs> upset special. Bucks over the Saints. In quoting that Chris, that fabled Chris Vernon line, <laughs> is the exact definition of Jameis Winston. In fact, You're right. <laughs> he doesn't feel he doesn't feel he doesn't feel comfortable or warmed up unless he throws a, throws the ball to the other team at least once. Because I saw he had an amazing line and an amazing game, and I said, Nah, nah, no, you're not fooling me. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but here, thing, though, bro, if you're going to if you're going to have a breakout season, you have it in your contract year, so you have to give these guys something to think about. So if he keeps doing this, um, you know, Bucks fans are kind of hot and cold on him, and uh, a few yeah. of them with good reason um, have with been reason. pretty hot on him lately. So it's like, you know, for their sake, I hope Jameis isn't fooling them because if he he keeps playing this well, gets that contract re up. And then he comes out there, and some of the old Jameis shows up. There's going to be a lot of angry Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. So let's see how that goes. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's a good reason, and you make a good point. The difference is Stafford is 10 years into this unpredictability mm-hmm. and up and down. This Jameson right, is, right, right. you know, he's, he's he, you know, he's, I guess, fourth, fifth year, something like that, or, or in that range. This is about when you start to see if a guy is going to be the real. Typically, it takes 30 to 45 starts. In that range, when you start saying, okay, they're going to go to the next level or, you know, they are what we thought they were. So, but you're exactly right. I mean, that's what he's been. It's just he's Not young enough York. to say Danny maybe. Danny already the best quarterback in the NFC East. From what there I you think. go. And then now, and once that <laughs> film gets out, we're going to see exactly how long that lasts. But, but that's what I'm going with this week. All right. Good stuff. Hopefully we keep this momentum, get another undefeated week. We will talk to you next week, Gus. All right, got a piece coming out on the uh, SB 206, um, California law allowing college athletes to make some money off their uh, likeness. Yes, and uh, uh, post baseball postseason playoff piece early next week. All right, no doubt. So we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Gus. All right, thank you, gentlemen. All right. Yes, sir. That's Gus Griffin. Everybody, go make your bets. And um, look. Uh, yeah, like 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 we were saying a little bit earlier. Um, wait, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was working with this phone line thing here, but um, yeah, go out there and make your bets. But no, shout out to because Gus did mention the baseball uh, postseason. Um, man, we had a situation here in the Washington area the other night because uh, the Washington Nationals were in the wild card game against the Brewers. Another thing I still don't understand, I know people probably, you know, I know a lot of people probably love the fact that, you know, it comes down to one game like that. I just don't understand in a sport like baseball, where in the regular season, you play series, you know, every time you see somebody. I just don't understand how their wild card setup isn't at least a best of three series type deal. But, you know, I don't hear a lot of people complaining about the the sudden death type thing that they're doing. Um, The Nationals were in trouble, and they had a nice comeback win to make it out of the wild card round. Um, Now they got to go 
and face the Dodgers. Game one actually starts today, first pitch at 8.37 p.m. Eastern time. On the other side of things, uh, the uh, wild card and the um, American League, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, took a 5-1 victory over the Oakland Athletics, and they will go on to face the Astros um, in the in the divisional round. Um, we have a story <laughs> that's kind of related to the Astros that we're going to talk about later. It's crazy. In the uh, other series, the Cardinals versus the Braves, um, game one of that series has already started. The Braves are up one nothing in the top of the fifth. And uh, uh, who else uh, on the other side of things? It is who who, yeah. who didn't I mention? Yep. Because because I want to show my participation and support of our efforts in baseball, I'll contribute. Is Manny Ramirez playing? <laughs> so, or Bryce Harper? Um, you got you got the Twins and Yankees. Let's go and get it on. And no, hell no, Bryce Harper didn't make the playoffs. Um, I think that might be everybody. I don't know. Nationals, Dodgers, Braves, Cardinals, Astros, Rays, Twins, and Yankees in the divisional round. So, uh, good luck to all of those teams. My team's not in it, so we're gonna move on. All right, um, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to stall and hold out for Jimmy so we can talk about these 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 rap bars here, but he's taking too long. Talk about these. So let's bars. go to the phone lines. We got a uh, the homie Tobias calling in from Arizona. Nice. Hey, what's going yeah. on? What's going on? Can you hear me? Nothing much. Yeah, I can hear you, man. Hey, I'm fi- switchboard is I'm acting fi- a fool. It don't even look like you're on the air, but we can hear you. You can hear us, so we're just going to go with it. All right. I was going to say the white about man. Talk chicken wing crab leg, man. Hey, I was going to say the white man phone lines work just fine. That's all I'm going to say first. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> they get better making Here's the thing, Hey, here's their maintenance, the thing. Hey, hey, their maintenance men hug them after they work on their phone line. They get hugged. Hey, after they maintenance man work on the phone, ice is coming to their house. But anyway, um, <laughs> but here's the thing. The NFL is a perception league and a narrative league. And in the NFL, it's hard to change perception. For Wait, case in is point, Tobias right? going in and out, B, to you? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, it's going in and out a little bit. Yep. Yeah, we we heard you, though. The NFL is a narrative league, and it's about perception, perception. and a story. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is it's like, like I'm going to use my guy Winston as an example. Yes, he turns the ball over. Many quarterbacks who play offense, they throw downfield to turn the ball over. But the problem is, is that you can see now is that after that 49ers game, he has a well over 300 yards game, it is too big. A 110 QB rating, and it's partly coaching. And people don't under don't understand the importance of coaching. And, uh, and sometimes when you get these players young, you need to get the right coach then, so they don't develop those bad habits, which try and go four or five years in the day. That's why it was so important for Mahomes to go to go to uh, Kansas City because if anybody wants to hear college, you hear? Yeah, hey. he's still going in and out, though. Hey. Yeah, oh, I, I, I can't hear uh, Yeah, can you hear me, B? Hello? Hey. All right, try to, try to call back. 
Try to call right, back. Cool. We having issues tonight. All right, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Black talk on some BS tonight. Um. Yeah, we got uh, Fred just trying to call Man. in. We got a couple more calls on the line, but I don't know if it's gonna work out tonight because I can't hear anybody. And and Tobias sounded like he was about to go in and let it be known. Yeah. All right. So um. Yeah. Let's. let's Let's get back into this. Um, let me give you a quick stat of the week, man. Um, this is interesting. Um, most of the, you know, the the big names from the Legion of Boom, the former Legion of Boom, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, all three of these guys suffered season-ending in- injuries at the Cardinal Stadium. Um, it was also each of their last games ever as a Seahawk. Now, did you notice any of that before I told you that? I didn't no, notice that. Then after reading it, I'm like, damn, that that's that's true. That's crazy. All of them had season-ending injuries playing the Cardinals at their stadium, and it happened to be all three of their final games as a Seattle Seahawks, the end of the Legion of Boom as we know it. So is there some kind of curse going around? <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely a curse. Has to be, because we don't believe in coincidence. No, not at all. All right, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, B. Austin, you don't really sound that, you know, <laughs> you don't really sound that impressed by that. So <laughs> we will move on. Um, and shout out to Neil in the in the uh, chat room talking about our phone lines. Um, I'm not even going to repeat that because she probably don't want everybody out there to know how her mind works. Um, shout out to Skyview. He said the Bucks dropped a double nickel last week. You know y'all going to have to give Tobias a bone, right? I know. I know because, you know, Tobias, Tobias don't – he don't he don't understand, you know. He, he be killing Jameis, and then sometimes he be defending Jameis. So I don't know where he actually stands. With Jameis, we're gonna we're gonna try this one more time to see if this is working. Um, yeah, I don't. Tobias, can you hear us? Yeah, he's not there. Phone lines is acting crazy right now. So if you're trying to call in, we're probably not going to be able to um, get to anybody. And I am getting a message um, on our switchboard that's saying uh, we're experiencing some troubles. With a delay in muting and unmuting of the callers. Um, so if this message goes away, I will let everybody know that you can call back in to the switchboard. But for now, yeah, we're just going to have to move on um, without taking calls. So we apologize to all our peeps, especially the homies we like to talk to every week. Um, we try to get to you either later or or next week because we, we, we got some difficulties over here. All right, man. So before we move on to our next segment, um, we definitely need you guys, when we're not on the air, to check out our website at warroomsports.com. While you're there, take your time, look around, click the Contact Us tab, send us a message about the company, the show, to inquire about sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Or if you want to join the network, but for general inquiries, email us at info at warroomsports.com. While you're on the site, make sure you click on the memorabilia tab to buy some War Room Sports merchandise. Click the blog tab to read our latest articles in the All Fair and Sports and War blog. 
Uh, Gus basically broke down what his next two articles on the website will be. So check that out uh, come next week. Um, then you can click the respective icons and tabs to follow us on all our social media platforms to subcri- subscribe to the iTunes podcast, to watch our webcast at World Room Sports TV, and to download our free World Room Sports mobile app on Android or iOS to get everything that I just mentioned on the go. Um, right now during the show, especially since we're having some difficulties with the phone lines, you can join the JW Philly Realty chat room right now at Blog Talk Radio dot com slash the war room to enter the chat room just sign up for a free profile on blog talk radio if you don't want to create an account you can sign in through your facebook and twitter accounts but while you're at it make sure you click follow that'll get you updates and reminders about the show we'll be taking questions and reading posts from facebook twitter and the chat room but if you want to call in and speak with us like i said ah, i don't think we're going to be able to get to that um tonight so um not going to be able to do it not going to be able to do it so try to wrap to us uh, through all our other mediums. Um, all right, so Why Y'all on the Grind is brought to you by Sports the Book. If you guys are tired of reading the same old sports books and articles and social media posts with the same old lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, what ifs, and all sorts of subjective information being passed off as facts, be sure to pick up your copy of Sports. Smart people only read the sports. Mixture of sports and hip hop culture keep you on the edge of your seat, keep you laughing as well. It's like you're watching a comedy special. So just go to sportstobook.com or get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. But whatever you do, wherever you get your copy, however you read it, however you get the information, just make sure you don't miss that movement. All right, so um, more big baller brand news. Now we spoke about the trouble between Lonzo Ball and his dad, uh, LeVar Ball, um, in the past few weeks. But it's come to a point, remember, you know, Alan Foster, um, the guy who ran Big Baller Brand with LeVar Ball, he's the one who basically has been taking the blame for the brand's demise. Um, He was accused of uh, stealing money, $1.5 million from from the company, he was sued by Lonzo Ball, but now um, he is countersuing. Alan Foster is countersuing um, the Ball family, uh, and his counterclaim, he says, thorough investigation into the facts behind this litigation reveals that LeVar intentionally misled Lonzo about Alan's alleged theft of big baller brand funds in an effort to, A, cover up the fact that LeVar stole from and continues to steal from Ball Sports Group Incorporated and Big Baller Brand, which he uses as a personal as personal piggy banks. Um I, I I was reading up on this earlier, B, and a lot of this, and you know me, I'm not, you know, you're not a, a, a LeVar fan. I'm a halfway LeVar fan. You know, I, I think some of the stuff that he at least tries to do makes sense. Um, and has good intentions. Uh, his execution isn't always great, and his loudness isn't always great. But I thought about some stuff with this whole countersuit, and it was actually things that I had thought about before. Um, if you notice, when all of this came down and throughout this whole process, LeVar Ball, who is usually as loud as a backfiring engine on an old pickup truck, he has Violet been... Bob. 
he has been very calm and quiet about this whole situation. You would you would think a guy like that, if somebody was stealing millions from you, you would think that the loud LeVar would come out and be all over the place with it. But I actually think the countersuit might have some merit. I think I might believe Alan Foster in this situation, B. You know why? Because for a startup, there were a lot of lavish purchases going out there. Their lifestyle changed overnight. And this is a startup company. Even if you have a startup and you're making millions, the owners, the founders of the startup aren't going to be super rich like that overnight. Because you're in the first couple of years of your business, you're putting all of that money back into the business so the business can grow. So we can kind of and see with, with the missed orders and the, the six months waiting list and all that kind of stuff, it may be because the money wasn't being funneled back to where it was supposed to be, but your man was out here buying mansions with BBB on the front, giant chandeliers, and Ferraris for his 15-year-old who's not even Ferrari, in high school. I, 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 and I think yeah. I, I think I believe Alan Foster a little bit. I swear on everything that when this story first broke that the guy was embezzling, I knew that it was LeVar. And here's how. The very point you just made, LeVar's the type of guy, if you're stealing from his son and he believes you to be stealing from his son, he's going to make a lot of noise. He's going to be menacing and threatening in the media because he's going to take it as an affront and disrespect to him even more so than to his son. But the reality is he and well, Alan, he was telling Alan LeVar ever wanted the facts to come out that Lonzo was the, 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 the majority owner of the, all of this anyway. So I think if brain. it was up to him, this whole story would have just stayed put just so he, he told, wouldn't look like he, he wasn't Alan. the top guy. So Alan Ball, listen, relax. This is all going to blow over. Just take this fall. Nothing's going to come of it. And now Alan sat, he sat quietly while his name just dragged through the mud. And he's already dragged his own name through the mud enough. He's like, yo, I'm not taking a fall for this. And I ain't getting no money out of it. And they blaming me for stealing a million five from this young guy. No, nah, I'm going to tell the truth. I knew when this first broke that LeVar had something to do with it because he was way too calm, way too calm. I knew it. I knew it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about to yeah, get I mean, real. that's the thing. I had always thought of that, and I know Jimmy and I, when we talked a few times, we said something about that, but we never went any deeper. And now that there's a countersuit out, like, it kind of makes sense. You were just kind of waiting for this guy, Alan, um, Alan Foster, to defend himself. Because you're thinking, okay, well, I have theories, but if this dude never comes out and says anything, then maybe everything's truthful. Maybe he is doing what they've claimed for him to do. But it could be a situation like you just speculated where he was sitting back thinking everything was going to be okay, and now that he's getting dragged through the mud and Lonzo's suing him for a certain amount of money, then it could be an issue. But you also have to look a little deeper into the fact that Lonzo and his dad haven't even been speaking for a while. So it might be a situation where Lonzo knows that it's not just dude, and he's just going to remove himself from the brand. I mean, LeVar's going to keep denying it, but 
I don't know. You know, Lonzo has seemed to started to become his own man over the past few months. Um, he might be getting a little bit smarter. So maybe Lonzo know what he's hitting for, for real, for real. And he, you know, finally decided to, to do it. In the eyes of the ball in the courts, Allen may have truly stole. But I think that LeVar told Allen, listen, take that money, man. Don't worry, man. Go get that money I told you to get out of that account. And Allen may have said, but, then, but that's and then write me a check. <laughs> my money. And write me a check once you take it. Don't worry about that little new. Don't worry about him. I raised him. That's me. I shot that out. That's my money. Yeah. I don't know. That could be the, that could be the situation, but we'll see how this goes, man. Um, in, in MLB postseason news, like I said earlier, we had something, um, about that, that kind of had something to do with the Astros. There's a salesman from a, a gallery furniture in Houston. His name is Jim Mattress Mac McInvale. So I guess he's been selling beds for so long. His dude's nickname is Mattress Mac. Um, of, of like I said, he's the owner of Gallery Furniture in Houston. He bet three and a half million dollars on the Astros to win the World Series at DraftKings, um, at the DraftKings Sportsbook in the Scarlet Pearl Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi, at plus two hundred and twenty odds. Uh, the wager would pay a net of seven point seven million dollars if the Astros indeed go on and win the World Series. So, I mean, this is somebody, your name is Mattress Mac, so he must have been in the business for a long time. So he might have $3.5 million to go ahead and bet. See, this is like we're talking about. We're talking about business here. Like, LeVar Ball might be so new in the game of business that he's figuring, oh, my company made $5 million. I could take a million dollars for myself. And these are lessons be that we may have learned younger in our lives because we started opening businesses younger in our lives. But these are lessons that everybody have to learn at some point. Because, you know, we can't act like when we first started our first businesses, like we thought whatever was in the bank account and that business bank account belonged to you. So if I wanted to go out and buy something, I can do that. But that's a young way of thinking. You get into the level of business that Big Baller brand was in and the kind of money that they were making like, you have to know, like, this is a startup. Like, you're not rich yet. You know what I'm saying? Your your company is, is doing well, but you're not rich yet. So you can't just go take proceeds from the company and live a lavish lifestyle, and you don't even know if your company is going to be viable, you know, viable um, in a couple of years. So you, you kind of, you got to wait that out. You got to let that money stack before you, you know, you might want to pay yourself a small salary, but you can't just go out snatching millions and buying mansions and all that kind of stuff in your first year of business. So uh, Mattress Mac, like I said, when you got a nickname like that, I would assume he's been in the business for a very long time. That's a hell of a bet to make on a baseball team. Um, Like, can you imagine me losing on a wager like that? I couldn't imagine it. <laughs> no, I cannot. And like I, I would have to go down to the Astros stadium and and and, and lay the murder game down on like the whole squad. If they don't win. Yeah. Yo, it didn't <laughs> even matter if I was worth three hundred million. I'm not betting three million dollars. Like I'm not betting like three million dollars to bet 
yo, I would have to be worth 30. I might not even do it at 30, man. I'm not doing that, man. My name is not Floyd Silly Gayweather. I'm not doing that. Man. <laughs> I'm not. Nope. All right. So your man, Brandon Marshall, former NFL wide receiver, um, at 34 years old, he's turning to a new contact sport. He's going to be a boxer. He has his first heavyweight matchup. He didn't say with whom. Uh, coming up this May, he said he will be the heavyweight champion at some point, and he's coming out the gate calling out some of the top names in the heavyweight division. This is a quote from him. He said, I'm about to do the unthinkable. 13 years, NFL, 35, phenomenal shape, just went 24 rounds. I'm about to do the unthinkable. Heavyweight champion of the world. A lot of people that try fail, I promise you. Joshua, Wilder, Ortiz, Fury, all you boys. I can get it. I'm telling you. You're not that tough, not that strong. Where I come from and what I've been through in my life, I'm built for this. I promise you that. I'll see you next May. I like the tough talk. It's a little silly because we always talk about people thinking, you know, just because, oh, I might have played this sport in high school or I might have played this sport in middle school, that you can just switch. You know, everybody's saying, oh, LeBron could be a great tight end because uh, he, you know, played tight end or wide receiver in high school. It's just not that easy, you know, especially on a professional level. But, hey, I like his confidence. I'm rooting for the dude. Um, he might go out there and get his boots stretched <laughs> by some some marginal heavyweights that half the people, half the world ever heard of. But, hey, I like the tough talk. He calling them all out. Um We'll just see if, we, if, if if anybody gives him a shot. So I have no clue who he's going to fight in May. What do you think? I, think? I think with the level of CTE that's already in his brain, um, Brandon Marshall is headed for death by boxing gloves. But like you, I love it. And I am always here for guys that talk to talk and are willing to try and walk the walk in the name of competitive greatness, man, if you want to put your life on the line, you already have mental problems and mental issues. If you don't mind scrambling your brain a little bit more for my entertainment, and and he's he's articulate, he's well spoken, he's cocky and confident without being well, yeah. That's all about the change. I ain't punchy though. Um, I mean, I'll yeah, be the I, first to tell you that I think. This heavyweight era, this crop of heavyweights, you know, in comparison in comparison to some other eras, is a little bit for him to try. Um, I think it's, it's stronger than it has been in a very long time. But when you think about some other eras, it's a little bit weak. But it's still, I, I'm still going to find it hard to believe that even though he thinks he's built for this, that he can just step into heavyweight boxing and become oh, that dude. About to die. But am I, but am I interested in seeing it? As long as it's free, hell yeah. <laughs> as long as he's about to get, free. He, he about to get knocked into Bolivia. But I'm here for it, man. I hope I hope he's got a puncher's chance and I hope he gets as lucky as Bootney Farnsworth at least four times, man. Come on. Let I'm I'm here for I'm I've always liked Brandon Marshall for for almost for the same reason that I do not like Josh Gordon, man. I like Brandon Marshall, man. I hope he, I hope he's successful with it. But uh, yeah, go ahead and scramble your eggs, man. 
We with it. Yeah, yeah, no we doubt. No doubt. I'm I'm I wanna see this. All right, so down at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. <laughs> um they're down there getting folks, so make sure you be careful when you're buying from the concession stand. As a matter of fact, after I tell you guys about this story, y'all probably going to want to go to an ATM prior to going into this uh, stadium. A beer vendor was arrested after charging a fan $724 for two beers at the Miami Dolphins game. Now, <laughs> Like paying seven hundred and twenty-four dollars for ten people to see the Dolphins play is a damn ripoff. So two beers for seven hundred and twenty-four dollars—that's crazy. But this is what happened: the beer vendor swiped the fans' credit card using a personal card reader, not the device that the stadium provides to the vendors. So soon after the transaction was processed, the fan—I um, think—oh man, he was Nigerian from the gate. Right, you know how you know sometimes when you make charges, your bank sends you a text to tell you you made a charge or your credit card company or whatever. So he got he was alerted to this charge, um, which came attached to the vendor's name. So the vendor, his name, he's a 33 year old cat named Nathaniel Collier. He worked for Rocket Man, which is a subcontracting company that places vendors at sporting events and concerts. Um, he wasn't an employee of uh, the Dolphins or Hard Rock Stadium. So um, after the, the fan called the cops, Dude was promptly arrested um, and fired by Rocket Man. Um, I believe Rocket Man is one of those companies, you know, they're a subcontractor, but they put people kind of like mobile, little mobile stations around the, the stadium. He wasn't in like one of the concession stands. He was at a little booth that could move from place to place. So yeah. what made him he could pull that off though? I, I he might I don't know man you had a you had a game a lot of people dudes just be swiping their cards maybe he wasn't ready for the 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 2019 bank technology where because I don't have this on my personal bank card but I do have this on my credit cards every time a purchase is made I'll get a text then I'll get an email telling me the amount of the purchase. So that's probably what happened with dude. And this Nathaniel Collier dude probably wasn't anticipating that something like that was going to end up happening. So <laughs> he got caught, he got arrested, he got fired all in the same day for trying to get he was on his 2000 and, uh, on his 2008 move. This ain't yeah. 2008, huh? He tripping, he tripping. Um, and, uh, yeah, we got we got we got the blueprint. He's he's Jimmy, you there? Oh, oh yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we yeah 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 we yo. having some we having some problems on the lines tonight. Yo, uh, hey, yeah, yo you ain't know about the callers. I'm trying to call in. They can't get in. Andy, it's, go. It's, it's been an issue. Yo, tell but yeah, we talking about you know dudes out here trying to trying to scam. Bulls out here at the Dolphins game, seven hundred and twenty-four dollars for two beers. Yeah, like how much would you pay for Dolphins tickets, let alone beer? <laughs> Yo, um, they don't understand, man. Scamming is in, man. Shout to Guap there, four thousand and TJ X six. But I just want to say, man, you got to be real stupid to think that you can get away with that in um twenty nineteen, because. Like I got that. I heard you say you don't have it on your own cards. Go put that on your cards right now. You can activate that from the app almost if you got a um, right, you know right, right. up to date bank. They got an app. I just got that on your way app, too much. 
on my bank card. So if they're going to get me, they better get me there. No, not, not I don't that want them, like, yo, I I don't want them taxed all the time. I'd be places paying. I'd be paying like. I'd be places like swiping that joint for a dollar. I'd be abusing my. You see, my I, guess, I guess like. Yeah. Oh, Sixty-nine cents. Yeah, swipe that. I swipe for less than a dollar. Yo, I legit don't carry cash no more. Like I use um. Oh yeah. Samsung or Apple Pay, but but at the same time though. I use cash. I put everything on the credit card because I'm about that points life, and then just pay the credit card off. But this isn't a show about how you pay your bills. But at the right. same time, like um, yeah, you got and Jimmy has amazing discipline. Like, I couldn't do that because I'd be like, ah, it's just a little bit more. Next thing you know, my credit card yo, bill I, like nine thousand. <laughs> yo, when you when you when you when you bang it, when you listen, man, when you bang your credit up so many times in your life and you finally get it back to where it needs to be, dog, you protect that joint like it's a family member. <laughs> you ain't trying to go back. You <laughs> ain't trying to go dog, back. Dog, I am not trying to go back, yo. Yo, life is life is good when you got good credit. Yo, like, they, yo, they treat you better at places, dog. Like, oh, yeah. yo, somehow yeah, they, they know they when you walk in the door. Like, you just, the funny they, thing they, is, they, they it doesn't make it, sense. Yo. I mean, it makes sense for the people with good credit because you expect to be treated well. But it's like if 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 I got a you know a full fifty credit score, why are you charging me this interest rate? You know I can't pay it. Because I ain't, cause I ain't paid before. That's why my score messed up. You should be giving me the best rate. Listen, That's how you think when your credit all trashed. And then, uh, yeah, listen, know, the man. All, all I'm saying is, like, put that, put that, Johnny. There's two ways you could do it. You could be alert where they say, yo, a charge over X amount just went through. Or they do a joint right. where they won't even put it through until they talk to you. But I got a joint that's to alert me. So if anything pop up, I can, like, you know, figure that out real quick. But well, I, I actually, they actually do have that, that Jimmy, like, if it's something that's out of the ordinary, because they know I'm out here swiping for 80 cents sometimes. But if it's out of the ordinary, <laughs> crazy amount, Yo, but then they definitely man. either put a hold on it or call me. <laughs> Yo, scammers is ill, though, man, because the thing about that is, like, my wife had it on her card. And one time we got a uh, – she got a text message about, like, you know, um, paying, like, $400 for liquor in Buffalo. And we was in Center City, Philadelphia. When she got the text. So, so we was able to shut that down right away. But, you know, because I was like, yo, the card is in your hand, but there's somebody in Buffalo buying liquor right now with your card, even though your card is in your hand. So they real yeah. vicious with it, man. Oh, yeah. They oh, real yeah. vicious with it, you see. Like a zenith. All right, yo, so all right, real quick, man, because we've been stalling about this, waiting for you to come on, man. We got to talk about these bars being spit in the NBA between former players, Hall of Famers, uh, uh, broadcasters and current NBA All Stars, um, Dame Dollar mm-hmm. versus Shaquille Diesel O'Neal. And if anybody out there didn't know that this was going on, um, this is how it started. Dame Dollar, aka Dame Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers, was on the uh, Joe Button podcast, and Joe Button asked him if he made better music than Shaq. Because, you know, Shaq's name came up as an NBA rapper. He sold platinum albums, all that kind of stuff. He asked Dame if he made better music than Shaq. So Dame was like, better music? He was like, he was like, I'm a better rapper than Shaq. And then he basically said, like, Shaq was, um, you know, he did songs with Biggie. stuff, But people still looked at it as Shaq rapping, not, not as him being an actual rapper. I'm paraphrasing. So Shaq got wind of that. He got upset, and he threw some he threw some bars at 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 uh, at Dame. Um, 
Shaq, I think in his song, and he used the uh, What's the Difference beat by Dr. Dre. I think Jimmy, because B. Austin said he didn't hear it yet. He just read Dame's lyrics, so he didn't hear any of this crap. Um, which we've been mm-hmm. I heard Dame's, I heard Dame's, mm-hmm. and then I read the lyrics after hearing it. But go okay. ahead. Yeah, so, so Shaq used the, the Dr. Dre beat. Um, no, but you got to hear Shaq Jones on the court in the beginning. Though, it ain't going to make yeah. sense if you don't hear the Shaq Jones, man, because it's like rebuttals and, and whatnot. Right. Now, at the end of the song, Shaq did a lot of talking. Like he was, you know, like he was trying to, you know, get his, he was trying to tap into his inner Tupac from Hit Him Up. Like it was a lot of talking during the end of it. So... Let's give out. Let's let's talk about it a little bit. Let's talk about each song and and pretty much give our verdict of who we think. If this is going to be the only round, who won, or we could just call it round one. Um, personally, I think Dame won round one. And there's a lot of people out there, including people on our Facebook page, who think Shaq won round one. And Jimmy, the reason that because I don't think Shaq's joint was dookie or anything by 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 any stretch. I do think Shaq was trying to. Start many bars into his line, so it sounded like he was off beat a lot. Um, that just might be the big fella in his win. He can't, he really can't keep up with the the beat because he's probably out of shape. But um, you know, he he said some things, but this was kind of and and Jimmy's gonna love this because I actually always say that I think LL won the beef with cannabis, but I you know I, I'm not one. I'm never never gonna say oh LL killed him and this and that. I just happen to think he won, but I think in the same vein as LL, I think Shaq just went on, you know, things like, I got more money than you, you know, I sold platinum albums, and um, even when he took it to basketball, and this was people where a lot of the people that I heard praising Shaq, they was like, well, I think he won because, you know, in a battle, you got to spit facts and all that kind of stuff. And Shaq does have those MVPs. He does have more championships. He does have more money and this and that. But at the same time that people are saying that, I'm thinking like, well, Shaq got pissed off in the first place because Dame said he was a better rapper. So even if that stuff is facts, like what does it actually have to do with the reason that he jumped into the ring in the first place? Dame's wordplay was right. crazy to me. That's all right, is, you, you. Yo, Shaq, Shaq dead and LL is dead too. They both died, and it's kind of the same thing. Like Shaq, Shaq gonna get the popularity thing because he's Shaq, but Dame just raps way better. Cannabis raps yo. way better than LL. And, and in fact, yeah. and in fact, that no doubt. cannabis disappeared. Cannabis, cannabis disappeared because LL was LL. Um, but. I mean, LL, it, it ain't even make music like LL after that. Like, LL, his, uh, so he's dead, but Shaq dead, too. Getting back to Damon Shaq, though, Shaq dead. Um, but, Jim, you know what people kind of fall for? And, and like I said, I will fully admit that it had a lot of elements of this in the whole LL cannabis beef. First of all, you know, people worship money, even though, you know, Dame ain't no broke dude either. And Dame even rebutted yeah. all that money talk with, you know, some lines that we're going to... I got deep, you know, I got deep pocket. Yeah, yeah, I no, got we, my we own deep lines about that, too. But what, what Shaq did and what LL did, first, you got the popularity. And, of course, you, you've done more in your life and your career. You have the money. And they were rhyming with emotions. 
And a lot of people fall for emotion a lot. You might be screaming, growling, and all that kind of stuff and sounding mad. But I people think, go for that sometimes. But, but I'm you go far, I'm I think <laughs> For me, when it comes to battling and you sitting back like you unbothered and you just, like, you know, you just spitting your Dame's flow was just a whole lot. Barring him down. Like, but I think Yo. that analogy with the L, with the LL and Shaq Jones is, 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 I mean, sorry, the LL and Cannabis Jones is good because that's a, that's pretty much what it is. Shaq is the most popular, one of the most popular athletes ever, like literally ever in terms of popularity. Like he's Shaq, and you know LL is one of the most popular rappers ever. So it's going to be hard for anyone to give like an underdog a victory over them. But when it comes to pure skill and a better song. Dame is not even close to me, and that's on either one of those songs. Like Dame's Jones, is like Dame can rap rap. Like Dame sounds Yo, like a rapper that happens to have a jump shot and Dame, can, like, you know play ball. That's exactly what Shaq said. That's what exactly what Dame said in the interview about Shaq. Like I still, he was like, I think people, and he wasn't dissing the dude. He was speaking from the fans' perspective because what he said is exactly what I felt all the years that Shaq rapped. I looked at it as Shaq. Rapping, I didn't. I never viewed Shaq as a and rapper. It's funny, right? He was never that good to and me. The funny part about for it, me to view him as a rapper. The hilarious part about it, right? So, so I heard the I heard the whole interview on the uh, Joe Button John, and when he was on there, he was like trying to be nice about it, and and Joe kept like like teasing him, like, man, I'm gonna keep you yeah, Joe, like, Joe, he kept saying to him, Joe wanted it. Like, Joe wanted it to go there because Joe likes to create yeah. beef and strife in interviews. So Joe was pushing him, Dane as y'all are saying, is a legitimate MC. I'm going to call it what it is. He is an MC who happens to be uber-talented enough to make millions and millions of money playing basketball. Like, dude <laughs> is, is he's, 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 what, he's what J. And Cole and he's what J. Cole and the game and Dave, and Dave East thought they were. He's it. <laughs> I'm not a diss, no, but not, all of these are you about their basketball exploits, and I could have been this, no, and I could have been that. You're not, Here's what they thought they were. You're not. I've <laughs> been on. I've been on the basketball court with Dave East, and that made what you just said hilarious because he really <laughs> believes that if he did not consume copious amounts of cannabis sativa, he would have been in the NBA, and no, you wouldn't have. But it, he is nice. I mean, well, I mean, it, 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 it worked out better. He'd be better out there in the Drew League playing with pros, now, and he thinks that he can man. get down with you mean? He messed with me, so it worked out better for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said game, he game trash. Me, I said it worked out better for him. He could jump before. The game trash, he could just jump before he was in our weight class. But Dave, he's no, had some skill. He fire albums, though. Yeah, he do. He do. He do. He do. Um. I, I like I, I I definitely am going to do a general thoughts. We're gonna bring it back on on this battle. Um, I, yeah, I really appreciate where Dame, where Dame's coming from, and you know I, I'm a I'm a in, invoke a little bit of no dry snitching, no dry snitching. But there was a time when being a Howard University student, I may or may not have frequented events with some of the ladies that dance for the Washington Wizards. Some of what Dane is saying, if you want to go off truth and fact being important in a rap battle, a lot of what he said about the way Shaq moves with the ladies is actually fact and truth 
I mean, I no, and see, but that's another thing. Dame says stuff that you Kobe, either have Kobe to be in the know or you just have to be smart enough to realize it. Kobe told everybody that, you know, yeah, oh, Kobe I should have paid this chick like Shaq did. But, but, why are you <laughs> Kobe Smith? Tony. But I think a lot of people, when they heard this, like Jimmy said, Dame was low-key, laid back, and was just barring. He was double entendre in this man's life away. And and some people in a rap battle, they, that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for the emotion. They're looking for all that. Like, Dane came with the Dane very, too, very Dane superior lyrics in the Dane situation. And with an original beat. Like, Shaq already just... And now, I was watching Jalen, and Jalen was talking about this. And I agree with this point. He was like, well, first of all, using the Dr. Dre beat, Shaq is already going to have you bopping whether you give a damn what he's talking about or not. Right. So we already got you right. when the beat come on. You're like, oh, okay, okay. And then, you know, he come with the with the growling and the, you know, being upset and yeah. telling everybody I'm your daddy and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I don't think you know, it was Shaq, I think it was, I think it was, it was, I think it was one of the better raps that Shaq has ever had. But Shaq, Shaq is an nah, entertainer. I don't even think it was Shaq close. is an entertainer and Shaq knows how to entertain. And Dame is a technician who knows how his pen game is righteous. And people in in this day and age, and kind of what you were saying always, because the people that followed Tupac didn't really care about technical skill either. But more so now in 2019, the the masses aren't even going to get what Dame was doing. Like they're not going to – the masses don't even read. So, you know, the generation that Dame – from probably doesn't even appreciate the value of what he just crafted and and what he did. But I'm I'm proud of the young boy, man. Yo, he he nice with it, man. Yo, Scotty, your point is a rapper. Dame is a lyricist. Hashtag message. Yo, here's the thing, though. Here's what's funny about this, though. Here's the one thing that I don't hear anybody really address is that Shaq is also King Petty. Right, and Shaq has a platform for the whole NBA season where you know for a fact he's gonna figure out a way. He got not only does he have a platform, he got a bunch of producers and, and a bunch uh-huh. of uh, uh, interns, and, and more and way more time, time. <laughs> and he got way more time. No, Yo, Shaq, Eddie's Jimmy Petty. is right, like, Shaq is Petty. King Petty. but if Shaq gets into King Pettiness. Then you're gonna know that Dame touched the nerve with with the stuff that he said. If yeah, there aren't gonna be any more songs, you're gonna know that he touched the nerve. Um I'ma give I'm gonna give Shaq the, the, the ultimate respect on my end because there's a lot of things that he does and participates in that are the staunch opposite of my beliefs. And and I'm supposed to not like Shaq, but he's such an entertainer and a funny guy that I can't help Yo, when he supported Mumia's imprisonment right there, he belongs on the coon train. And we should never acknowledge, dude, <clears throat> he's a cop, for God's sake. And, <laughs> but he is so... And people, and people also upset at him about the Papa John's move a little bit. Yo, Shaq, um, is, the, yeah. yo, Shaq is legit the law. Yo, he's the law. Like he's re- he, like he's really on the rolls as a police op. He's law enforcement. So, yo, you don't even belong in in hip. Yo, you a hip hop cop. You're down with Derek and them. Like, 
Yo, but yo, even, that, even that's after the thing, all, Dame, Dame got so much. Dame got so much more material he could use, yo. Yo, even after so all of that, I get the sense yo. he's smart enough that he might he might come back as Shaq and call him out for for basically being a puppet of the system in a white man. But I gotta give it to Shaq. He is so entertaining and funny to me. Yo, dude is a funny dude, and it's hard to dislike Shaquille, Rashawn, Shazam, Neon Bordeaux, O'Neal. I mean, because he's, he's literally he's literally a big clown. He's literally a big clown. Like, and and, and that's what he is. Like, he dead now, but he was a big clown. Like, you know, that that's kind of what the boy is, man. Yo, he told quick, the boy, be a wise, it, it'd be wise to move on Aristotle. He said, be wise to move on Aristotle, because this is a gimme. All the money in the world, but traded you for Penny. Come on, man. Yo, I just want to. I just want to put something out there real quick before we move on. Before we move on, I just want to say I probably missed our talk about Levar Ball, yo, but he's scamming. That's all I want to say. Yeah, you definitely. Amen. Did. Up the young man. These are this seven minutes worth of songs. We could play the whole things, or we could just play some snippets. We'll play the beginning of them or something. Y'all let me know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we ain't got to hear Shackle's song, but we can listen to that thing, though, because Shaq did. Thank you, Shaq. Yo, I mean, I'm going to agree. People were looking at it like it's a real rapper. It was like that Shaq rapper. That's the name, bro. The daddy has to come out of his house on his face. already said five times that he got more money than the boy, so we kind of know what that's yo, about. Yo, yo, hold on. We ain't dissing Shaq. Yo, he's kind of mad. He's kind of mad too. Anytime you start about to say, lyrically, <laughs> you keep telling me Dame, Dame, Dame addressed that too. Nursery rhyme spitting. <laughs> Little car sitting. Lyrically. He, 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 he addressed lyrically. all of that.
Every time you get horny, then they really pop. Yeah. you when you was in beast mode. No, you thought you was a Love that you shoot for the cheap hoes. Shoot any work like your free throws. No, you see my pockets deep, so you flexing ain't really your thing, bro. Right. We both could be working at King Ghost. And Kobe, when you them rings go old. Nursery rhymes spitting, small cars spitting old. Icy hot for the boy. TNT snitching you. Big man hating. Uh, mad at my existence. Had a song with bad boy. No Jordan to the piston, still getting to the chicken. This ain't nothing new to me. I've always been the chosen one. Nothing you could do with me. This what rich look like. It's for the dough and jewelry. I'm from where Tom Hanks from, but no time foolery. Do it for the fam. Ain't no magic, no Kazam. Ain't no flexing for the gram. I'm for real. I promise you don't really want to meddle with me still. All your personalities, real characters could get revealed. We could have did a track together. Pass the torch. Slip without you, brother. I was busting off the porch. Call 911. Blessing off the porch. Look inside that statue at Staples and find a corpse. Confused on why you barked up the tree. Cause I'm a do you. Versace on my body, you finally gon' meet Medusa. Don't know if I address you as Shaq or Shaq too. Your old head can't see me. He blinded, slick break the ruler. Right off the way and you know it, you big cocky. Heard my rhymes and quickly turned into a disc jockey. Nigga wanna play with the monster, big copy. Mad at Stephanie trophy. Sick problem. It'd be wise to move on, Aristotle, cause this a gimme. All the money in the world, but traded you for penny. Recorded with the legends of your time, I get with plenty. Never run from smoke, I'm the type to climb up the chimney. Was really feeling threatened. At least enough to diss me. Should've knew this was a shootout, I could never let you zip me. Said that Max was little, that 250 and crispy. Can't recall you getting that when I was cruising on the 10 speed. This a different era. Shaq's nicknames somehow in that verse. The Diesel sure damn line, the Shaq Fuya, the oh come on man, it was just I don't it was just superior to me. Like Shaq, shout out to Shaq man, shout out to Shaq. Where the hell Jimmy? Jimmy left. <laughs> I think Jimmy went to Shaq funeral. <laughs> Yo, it's actually man. folks out here in Shaq. Listen, man. Listen, man. Not only, not only is Shaq dead. Yo, salute to the young boy, man. Because this is one of those things where you get into when Kobe scored eighty-one. Either you hate Kobe personally, or you love the game of basketball. Which is it? Do you love more? Which is it? Do you love more? And I got to say English like that. Which is it? Do you love more? You <laughs> hate the Kobe. Or your love of the game. Now, this the analogy being made, if you pick Shaq's rhyme over that, you don't love hip-hop, you don't love rap, 
You're a Shaquille Richard rider. You're a fame dick rider. You're a money yo. There's no way that you can choose Shaq over that. That's not possible. Yo, Shaq wrote and spit something that my kids could spit in in 20 minutes, and Dane wrote poetry and flame dude. Come on, man. If y'all don't get that Shaq out of here, man. Get... <laughs> And he did, he did, and then cremated him. Yo, why? The, the first of all, Shaq shouldn't even have did like even said anything because he'd still be alive for one. But like, Shaq's so sensitive, man. Yo, he need a hug, man. Sensitive thug. And that's the thing. Like, like he like, wasn't dissing, dude. He just said I was a better rapper. And that's the thing for the people that are saying Shaq won because oh, he spit facts. He got MVPs and all that stuff. Shaq. Dame Lillard didn't say, I'm a greater basketball player than Shaq. I'm better than Shaq on the Yo. basketball court. So, like, Yo. The, yep. Shaq jumped into the ring because Dame said that he's a better rapper than him. Shaq did. I think no, he said Shaq did. on Shaq because but, 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 he talked you know what, about though? money and MVPs and championships. Like, really? Yo, this no. is, so, to be off this point, though, Shaq is an entertainer and. We know in 2019, it's all about having yourself talked about, even if it's in a negative way. So Shaq found a Man. way to make himself uh, relevant in the moment. Um, Yo. Got his dumb ass killed, but he still got talked about. Um, his dumb ass. Yo, anytime, Yo. anytime you rapping against somebody, you start going lyrically, lyrically. Like, I'm lyrically. I'm lyrically. Yo, what gear is this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Straight out the video, Middle Italy. <laughs> middle men who didn't do diddly. Like, Yo, yo, Shaq just let Big down. Yo, we got to erase that song with him and Big, man. He can't be on those songs with Big. Well, yeah, and the crazy part. The Rain Is Over, right? The crazy. The Rain Is Over. I, I don't even think a lot of people even caught on to that. The title of the song is a damn, <laughs> was a shot. People ain't yo, get that. People ain't get I can tell if you think Shaq had bars, then you didn't. You didn't get that. So I copied Dane. Dane, my little cousin, man. Yo, he flame, dude, man. He flame. Right. She yeah. flame. Yo, <laughs> we get some some quick birthday shout outs, man. Real quick, so we can move Episode on. Episode called Shaq Dead. <laughs> no, I might have to change that, John. <laughs> Shaq Dead. Jimmy just said that joint like eighty thousand times. I think I agree. <laughs> yo, but. it's true, yo. All right, so some quick birthday shout-outs, man. Um, whose birthday is today? Greg Foster. I don't know if y'all remember him, NBA center. He turns 51. Yeah, Fred Couples. He did, too. Uh, great golfer from the PGA Tour. He turned 60. And Dennis Eckersley, of MLB fame. He is 65 years old, so we want to give a warm salute. This week. Somebody got one? No, I'm just saying birthdays in general, they ass this week. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. And you know when they are, I, I, I limited. I really wanted to do, like, one, like, shout-out Fred Couples for all you golf fans. But we have a warm salute to all of these folks on their birthday. My birthday, yay! E-A-D. But y'all can check out our website at worldroomsports.com if you want to. Well, I told you guys earlier we probably can't take – any more calls? Uh, we have some technical difficulties on the phone line this evening. 
So sit back, relax, and you know, let us do this today. So uh, catch a contact. Uh, check it out, Coney. Get into the. You want to get into what has now been dubbed the Sky Neil chat room? Y'all gonna have to pay us for that. Um, y'all can do that at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Um, just sign up for a free profile and you can get into the chat room while you're listening uh, to the show. So go ahead and do that since <laughs> phone lines not your friend this evening. Uh, yeah, let's talk some NFL, NFL, Jim. What up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's start off by saying Shaq dead. But yo, do you and your business need a custom website? Shaq was Here's what you got to do. Hit up digital. Hit up digitalextremetech.com and get. I'm about to get a custom website called Shack Dead. But anyway, I just had that song. As soon as you go to it, ShackDead.com. Repeat. <laughs> yo, 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 Shackdead.trash. Yo. Anyway, um, listen. Digitalextremetech.com. Call two six seven two zero five four two zero three. And if you want a discount, say, yo, I heard it on the war room. They say Shaq dead, and I can get a discounted website, and you'll get taken <laughs> care of. But yo, That's your promo code, Shaq dead. <laughs> promo code Shaq dead. Yo, um, All caps. <laughs> <laughs> yo, let's talk, talk about some football, yo. Oh, man, Shaq dead. <laughs> yo. Dead along with Jack Doyle. Yo. Shout out to Burke. On the low. On the low, we owe oh. all of this to Joseph Button, yo. Shout out to Joe Button for making this all happen. Thanks again. Yeah. Pressing the issue. Scott, you said Shaq should have huddled. Y'all got to be long time listeners to get that. See, that's like a Dame line, Scott. You gotta you gotta be in the know yeah. sometimes to understand some things. Yo, that's like a <laughs> that's like a season one line from us because we've been doing this uh-huh. thing for a decade, dog. Yo, y'all realize we've done so many shows, right? Uh, and, and shout out to all of our listeners who've been who've been with us, and shout out to Skyview because Skyview's been rocking with us for a long time. The fact that he said that is proof positive of that. But yo, I was mm-hmm. backing up all of our shows today, and I realized yo, we filled up a whole terabyte. Um, in a hard drive full of content, cuz you know how much content that is. Yeah, you know, Yo, I, we have you know, so we, much. Like there was, there was times in this nine-year run where it looked like we was about to be rich, <laughs> and then that it didn't happen. But yeah, at this point, I'm like, Yo, I'm like, I, I, I feel cool that we've made our mark. You know what I mean? A lot of people out there who ain't no, never heard of us don't know us have listened to us, and we got so much content out there. I'm not trying to die, but if I die today, I got some kind of mark out there on these internet. Dog, listen, man, and I was, I was I was backing all of our stuff up, yo. I was telling my wife, I was like, one day there's going to be a podcast hall of fame, and they're going to take these hard drives and put them in the podcast hall of fame. But that's what they have to do. Getting into the... Uh, by, it's going to be a little... Right? Um, <laughs> be hard drives on this. Uh, like, they're going to be like, what's that? Be, uh, yo. I definitely want. Yo, I definitely with, wanted the money. I definitely wanted the money, yo, but I'm cool with knowing that, that the uh, the ESPN monster used to bite off of us and probably still does on a consistent basis. Yo, man. And their talent. Yeah, no doubt. We we inspired some people to leave the monster because they rather had the freedom to do what we're doing. 
Uh, ain't gonna say and no names, know, but y'all gonna have some shows like, pop up soon. You ain't gotta say no names, cause cause if you know, you know. But all I'm gonna say is this, man. Dame Dollar. They gonna have uh, they gonna have our hard drive, or they gonna have that that clip playing in, in rotation of Sunday Hill on our show, cause that's like a notorious <laughs> episode that everybody loves. Except no, us. you can bring it, yo. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's yo, it's hilarious because like no wow. human being oh. can do that. <laughs> yo, yo, Jimmy, um, they gonna know. Yo. They gonna know. Dev was trying to put lay pause on Sunny Hill or no? Yo, yo, I'm currently reading like the book of basketball, right? And in the book of basketball, one of the people they talk to is Sunny Hill, and like oh, I'm actually listening to this in audio book, and I'm I mean, dying laughing because like Wilk <laughs> got propped up. <laughs> yo. Dog, his Will stories are just crazy. But anyway, no, let's, get no, there, man. let's get back to football, Will, man. Will, let's talk about Will, the Cardinals. No wow. human being can do that. Will, yeah. Will, Will and Sonny Hill should be on a bang bus episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, stop, cuz. I don't know Yo, if I can Yo, say Yo, that about Yo, anybody, man. I don't know if I can just walk yeah. around screaming. Oh, no wow. human Damn. being can do that. Yo, when Sonny passes on, when Sonny passes on, they gonna find Will DNA in his body. Yeah, <laughs> yo, but my thing, yo, when you, I, yo, that's that's those are the sorts of uh, be awesome. But yo, listen, when you say no human being can do that, what are you saying? Are you saying he's not a human? Like, like what are you saying about this man? Mm-hmm. It came down to him from the, yo. from the from the yo, heavens. From the anyway, man. Yo, Shaq right, man. Dead, yo, moving on. The, the Cardinals owner, Bill Bidwell, um, he died at age 88, which is, like, interesting to me because I thought Bill Bidwell died a couple of years ago, but um, obviously not. <laughs> one of the, the Bidwell. Yeah, because remember, yeah, this is Bidwell another one. Died. Well, you know how they do, Jim. Like, this is a family thing. It was Rod Tidwell. Like, the, the, their, their family has owned the Cardinals since 1932 when they were the Chicago Cardinals when, you know, black dudes could play. Um, he... Owned the, he's owned them outright since he's done it since 1972 when he bought um, his brother's stake in the team. So he became that dude up until now. So mm-hmm. I, I think we all just, you know, it's just bidwells. Are we here? So we don't know which one is which. You know, it's, um, it's interesting, <laughs> right? Because, um, and I forgot who said this. Somebody, I think it was, I think it may have been like a Mark Cuban or somebody who's saying that in sports. Uh, it's getting to the point now where you can't have uh, like family businesses, and 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 it's funny because I agree with him because I actually right. made the point before I even heard Cuban say it. I made the point in our show, and if you listen, you know I made that point a while ago. But I was hard making drive. in reference to the Lakers. Yeah, it's on a hard drive. I was making that point in reference to the Lakers when uh when all the stuff happened with Jeannie Buss. But I heard him recently say that things are changing even within sports and entertainment, where like. That the way it used to be, where you have a family business and it's passion, this person and that person, like those days are gone because of the way money, the way the TV contracts and the money is now. You have big entities buying teams, so which is interesting. Like you know, um, Bidwell, with you given that history, that his family owned this since like the beginning, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you know uh, yeah, you know, I mean, so, keeping uh, all that wealth away from black families, but that's either here nor there. Um, rest, rest in rest in so, privilege to Bill Bidwell. Um, shout out to the rest in privilege. Shout out to the Bidwell family. Um, so I wonder Yo, who who about y'all man. Probably somebody, probably Peter Bidwell or something like that. Some privilege ass <laughs> name. 
Paul Simon Bidwell, Joshua Bidwell. Anyway, um, yo, Vontez Burfitt, y'all homie, he's suspended for the rest of the season. Season for the legal yeah, hit on Colts tight end Jack Doyle. Yeah, done um, for good, though. He ain't coming back. Did y'all see the hit? think so? Did y'all see the I hit? I did. I did see it. The boy I Jack Doyle was, like, wide open across the middle, caught the ball, fell to the ground. He was trying to get up. And and your man came and just uh, you know, and helmet to helmet all by the destroying. Funny thing was, there was a D back on the play that if Burfick didn't get to him, dude looked like you know he was in line for a helmet to helmet hit as well because um, Jack Doyle was on his knees trying to get up. So a lot of people that I've seen argue for Burfick was like, well, you know, dude was trying to get up, so you know he's fair game and this and that. And even the people who thinks that the hit was illegal and deserved some kind of punishment, they're saying that suspending him for the rest of the season is overkill. Do y'all believe in any of that? No, because it's Vontez. It's Vontez. It's Vontez Burfecht, and he has seventeen. He has seventeen infractions. There, seventeen. Right. He's been. He's been, he's been fined four point. Been, he's been he's he's been fined for four point two million dollars. He's no, he's lost four point two million in salary. Yeah, he's Vontez, man. I said, yeah, he's he's had thirteen suspensions and fines. So they're combining suspensions and fines all together. Um, but he had that in seven seasons with the Cincinnati Bengals before signing with the Raiders this off season. Two of the suspensions were for legal hit illegal hits totaling six games. Um, they said he successfully appealed a five-game suspension in 2017 down to a three-game suspension. Yeah, for me, it's one of those things like, yo, his reputation kind of precedes him. And he's, yeah, a, he you like, know, he we, like, um, we've railed against the league for the past few years for becoming softer. But still, there's a line that you have to draw between, you know, soft and, no, and dirty. No, he looks like he was, Dude, just, he looked like he was hitting ball with a finishing move. He looked like one of the road warriors. Like they was he like yeah, him and the D back looked like they was on a finishing move on the ball. And hey Jimmy, back to the people say room. that Antonio Brown, the way he's acting now, he's never been the same ever since Burfick knocked him unconscious on the field. Absolutely not. Yo, that's absolutely true. Before then, Antonio Brown was humble. Yo, he knocked right. silliness in Antonio Brown. He, <laughs> he made knocked, the ball silly. Antonio Brown was like yeah, Antonio Brown. Yo, Antonio Brown didn't even have social media until he got hit by Burfitt. I woke up a diva. <laughs> he woke up trying to be cheap. <laughs> yo, that, yo, that personality was buried deep inside his brain, and somehow Burfitt knocked it out, like changed his yo, whole personality. Like Burfitt hypnotized Larry Fitzgerald into being T.O. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Come on, man. I, 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 I ain't going to hold you. Like, the type of hints that Burfitt puts out there, like, they're suspension-worthy even 10, 15 years ago. Like, dude does stuff that's not questionable. No, it ain't. I think that if he, was born, if he was born 15 years ago, he'd be a legend. He's actually just born no, at the no, wrong no, time. No, no, you, you no. His game is, you know, you can play with Dick Buckus to them. <laughs> like, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. So, Dick Buckus yeah, man, definitely. Yo, and Jack Tatum. I'm talking go 15. Back, go back and watch some old film because when you watch NFL films from like the, the, the 70s, 80s, like that's not no, even football no more. What they I'm were not, doing, what they were doing, was a whole different sport. Yeah, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Dick Buckus and Jack Tatum and them. I, absolutely, he's cool. I'm talking about just the '90s and the 2000s because it's not just 
the helmet-to-helmet hits. Dude is in the pile and has been caught, like, twisting someone's ankle who's down trying to break their leg. Like, they're already down. He's twisting. What do you think Bill Romanowski used to do? And he used to spit in their face while he was doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what he's saying. He's a a throwback to the 80s and, and, and past. And beyond. Yo, he's a like, throwback. Yo, these he's a days, to the 40s. <laughs> these days with everything we know and everything they have to at least appear that they're trying to do for the safety of the game, they just can't have this dude running around, running roughshod, trying to kill people. Yo, he's ignorant, man. I I really didn't have remorse for it. And I clown on the game for being soft all the time, but Stuff he does, like, like you didn't have yeah. to he's also, hit the dude like that. You really didn't, and that sounds but he's crazy. Also, he's also got to understand. He's got to understand that they're looking to make an example. Like, so he's also caught in a time where, yo, they're going to use you as an example. They're they're looking to show that they're being uh, more aggressive in terms of dealing with this kind of stuff. So you gave him an excuse to like, you can post a boy here's, now, here's dog. The, here's the reason that I made the uh, the comment, which was not hyperbole. We may have seen the last of him. He was on a one-year deal with the Raiders. No one's going to pick him up. No one's picking him up. He might be done in the NFL. I mean, where's the humanity? No human being should do that. That's <laughs> no good. No human being should do that. But, um, Bars. Yo, man. Yeah, he has a, he Yo, has a, a crazy history. Um and the thing was, remember when they signed Antonio Brown and and the Raiders, like a lot of it depended on him being able to make peace with Vontez Burfick for the dirty that changed his life <laughs> in the course of his career. So like even you know, when you sign these free agents to the to the team, there's a chance that, you know, they gotta make amends with this dude because he's done some dirty stuff to him in the past. So if you just you got that kind of reputation, man, it's hard for you to go out there and justify hitting a dude. And he's trying to appeal. His appeal is going to be heard on like Tuesday to see if he can get it down, you know, to less games versus for the rest of the season. And he he might he very well might win that just because you know putting him out for the season. I'm not going to say it's overkill, but you know they definitely to. <laughs> They they jump to the to the maximum sentence on this one, um, yeah. But it, it's crazy. Yeah, they Did y'all they know they, they, uh, who presides over this kind of stuff in the NFL? Yo, Johnny Runyon, John man. Which makes it a little bit funny because John Runyon wasn't the cleanest football player that we've ever seen. So it <laughs> makes all. it funny that he's the guy that they, that has to dole out. And I saw people even doing that, taking the the messenger to task. Um, when we posted, you know, what the letter from John Runyon said. But then again, when you look at stuff like that, sometimes you put cats in a position that have the experience. <laughs> sometimes those they are know the dudes. They know like, yeah, I would have did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah they know what to look for. Yeah, you know, definitely know what to look Yo, for. Yo, my man John Runyon, man. John Runyon went from running for office to, like, running that. Like, that's interesting, too. But uh, So here's what his letter Rochester, said. Like... <laughs> He said there were no mitigating circumstances on the play. Your contact was unnecessary, flagrant, and should have been avoided. For your actions, you were penalized and disqualified from the game. 
Following each of your previous rule violations, you were warned by me and each of the jointly appointed officers that future violations will result in escalated accountability measures. However, you have continued to flagrantly abuse rules designated to protect yourself and your opponents from unnecessary risk. Talk to him, John. Um, <laughs> I say John still got some brain cells left. Unless John got a John, speech you know writer. Life away. <laughs> John, John, email, John email Barton's life away. A dollar. To whom it makes concern. <laughs> As previously stated. Yeah, yeah. Look inside that statue of staples and find a corpse. Come on, man. Um, Ooh, Shaq dead. Yo, um, <laughs> we got we got about we got about fifteen minutes left, yo. Let's let's talk about some uh, really some week five games early. real quick. I want to get you guys perspective. Fifteen games and get the hell out of here. Yo, we in we in week five, yo. Um, Rams and Seahawks. That game is this evening, man. What do you guys think about the Seahawks and Rams? Um. You know, yo. we got Jadavian Clowney, and we all know that when you got Jadavian Clowney, my fault. Now I know because well, uh, well, I'll, I'll bring that up later. I'll just start it off like this: in the world of hot takes, now we know the Rams was in the sh- were in a shootout last week with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? So they they, they ended up losing that game, and everybody now are kind of like counting the Rams out, like they aren't one of the leading contenders in the NFC. And then your defense should never give up 55 um, points, especially when you have who who's arguably the best defensive player in the league. I mean, he can't do it by himself. But your defense should never give up 55 points. But at the same time, even in what most consider a bad performance, Jared Goff put up like 500-something yards and – a um, bunch of touchdowns. He did have three interceptions. So he's taken a lot of the blame for it, as, as he should, because, you know, him giving the ball to the other team was what put them in position to score a lot. But the hot take society is, is bugging. Like, they can't get up off the mat. And they're saying if they lose this game against Seattle, then they're basically done. But that's how we talk these days, because the Eagles were done two weeks ago. They win. They the Eagles are done. And everybody's talking about how they're contenders and could win the NFC. Like, the way so, things change are crazy, man. Um, this is going to be so a difficult one. Everybody all. knows how going in the primetime games in Seattle play against that 12th man is is, is a difficult task. Um, but I think the rate I – think, I think they have a little something – you know, to prove, especially with people talking like that. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick the Rams on the road in Seattle to win this game. I'm going to go ahead and divorce myself from the hot takes, folks. Um, But I am going to say that I'm concerned with the Rams. I'm concerned with the running game. Um, And I haven't seen enough uh, Gurley to know whether he can rebound. Like every game these days. What the hell was wrong with Gurley? Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know whether you know the the whole pitch count thing from from the play from the um, preseason and from practice is real or just precautionary. And if he's the same player and they can get back to what Todd Gurley was, then I think the Rams have a strong chance to be a playoff contender as they as they have been in the past. If they can't get the running game going. You can't depend on golf to drop back that many times. 
and try and throw for, for 350 to 400 yards, let alone 500. So that becomes your question. And where's the Rams' defense? What What is happening? Like you say, Aaron Donald can't do it all by himself. Man. What, what are the rest of them jabronis going to do? Because Aaron Donald definitely ain't fell off. So I, I don't know what's up with their D. Ah, Russell Wilson. Oh. Russell Wilson, <laughs> no doubt. Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson, um, which give in in Seattle, which gives them a fair chance. I'm gonna go ahead and pick. I'm gonna go ahead and pick Seattle because it's a home game, not because I the Rams have fallen off a cliff necessarily. Um, I just need to see more from their run game, and I need their defense to show up. Yo, I'm 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 going with the Rams. I, I mean, I'm the Rams. Sorry, the Seahawks. I'm starting off by saying I'm going with the Seahawks. Um, I'm not a fan of Jared Goff. I don't believe in Jared Goff. He has yet to prove anything to me. Um, and I think the whole thing with Gurley is, it seems like the way they were they used him so much in the, the previous seasons that by the time the season gets towards the end when they really need him, he's beat up or hurt because of the way. So I think they're trying to like they're trying to like not give him as many carries this year, but. You still got to get to the playoffs, doggy. Like you know, I guess they, you know, they figured they could. I think they might like, fall victim to we can push, we can push the button. That injury is permanent. Like that injury is something that's going to be reoccurring. Like not just yeah. keep the tread on the tires. Like they're worried that his knees are like arthritic or something. And, Dog, and I think they also like because because of their because of their success though in terms of going to the bowl. I also feel like they they have a little bit of arrogance to them too. Like. Yeah, we'll push the button when needed. Like, um, that doesn't always work out the right way, but you know, their coach is a little arrogant prick, so we'll see we'll see. But I also just from watching Seattle play, because I got Tyler Lockett on my fantasy team, Russell Wilson, man, like the dude is the ball. I don't know about him being the top um the top scrambling quarterback in the last thirty years or someone told me on Facebook today. But um, you know, he, he does seem to be getting better. Oh, yeah, they say it's funny the because top I dual like, threat quarterback of all time. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it's funny because as I watch him play, he seems to be getting better. But it's like, yo, the better he gets, the the, the less weapons and the worse his team around him is. It's kind of sad because yeah, like, if he don't need any weapons, the player we got run. Yo, but it's like if he was the player that he was like um, now a couple years ago when they had the Legion of Boom and Marshawn. Oh man. Because remember, right. he still was, like, you know, coming into his own. Like, he wasn't the player he is now. But if he was the player he is now a couple of years ago with all the talent around him on both sides of the ball, they'd be scary. So, but now he's he's carrying that team. So, but salute to uh, Russ because at this early in the season, he's got to be one of the MVP candidates. But I'm taking Seattle at home. Um, we got a couple more games to get you guys' opinion about. Uh, let's talk about those Buccaneers and Saints, man. The Buccaneers, I don't know what to make of them. Shout out to Tobias. And a shout out to DJ Willie G in our group chat because they're Buccaneers fans. Um, and I like trashing Jameis just to piss off Tobias. But, you know, um, Jameis. Crap on every other young quarterback in the league. Still got Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. That's the only reason I do it, though. Because I actually want Jameis to succeed because I'm a protectionist. But yeah. at the same time, Jameis, Jameis you know. Asked, um, but he, he, you know what he's doing right now, Jim? He's Derek Coleman in right now. He's in a contract year. So he's getting his fair yeah, he's magic. Contract, yeah, he's trying to get that bread. Don't be fooled. I can tell genetically that at some point in time, Brett Favre's family may have owned Jameis's family because the, the, the DNA. Yo, 
Yo, Jameis is in better shape than I've ever seen him. Boy came back like like skinny now. He's skinny Jameis. Like, he definitely won a new contract, dog. Mm-hmm. You know, he does. Yeah, if we all get behind him, Paul, and, and, and he balls out for the rest of the season and he gets his money, like, is he going to let us all down next year? Yes. Yeah, he's going to come back yes. out of shape like before. Don't get on you know the train, man. Don't Crab be legs in his uh, locker. <laughs> Yo, Derek Coleman the, in the contract uh, here was argu- arguably the best player in the whole league. <laughs> once he got that con- but once but once he got that contract, he was back with his two piece dickies on the bench. Uh huh. Always injured. Load managing. Got it. Yo. I remember one time he played for the Sixers and they said the boy had like a broken toenail and took like a like a week off. Like, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, you're hang now. Basketball. Yeah. You know, like dude, you're in the NBA. Like what are you? I doing? remember that. Yeah, Yo, that anyway, man, don't see the hair nowhere, man. Right. Who y'all who y'all messing with? The Saints at home, they still they still got a, you know, um Fred Purdue's favorite quarterback. You know what I'm saying? But their defense showed up showed up big last week. That's a difficult for me. Man, black even though they showed up against a very good team last week. I don't know if they're gonna be able to put that together back to back with 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 Teddy Bridgewater out there refusing to throw to anybody but his running backs. Um the way they scored last week, the Buccaneers was impressive. And even though they're going to run up against a, a, a better defense, I just don't know if the – I don't know. If they keep up that type of pace, like are they going to – are the Saints defense going to be good enough to slow them down enough, you know, in a situation Yo. where Bridgewater might not lead them to a lot of points? They didn't score a touchdown last week. They scored 12 points so all I'm off taking the, the Buccaneers. I'm, I'm taking the Buccaneers. I'm taking the Buccaneers. Strictly because of Teddy Bridgewater. No I'm, taking, yeah, I'm, taking I'm taking the Buccaneers. Teddy Teddy Bridgewater taking, makes me angry. Teddy makes me angry because he's not a black quarterback or a white quarterback. Dude can't really run, and he don't push the ball down the field. Whatever whatever is worse than check down Charlie is what he is because he will not throw the ball further than five yards forward and twelve <laughs> yards to the top. Yo, down Fred Perdue told us he was going to revolutionize the game, but you know it is what it He's is. He's going to light it up. Um, yo, light it, <laughs> light it up. I'm taking whatever team Teddy Bridgewater don't play for. But uh, with that being said, <laughs> every man, week, <laughs> every week, I mean the Cowboys <laughs> might be trash. Yo, you lose to them. So Packers at Cowboys. That's interesting game be. too. We got we got the Packers coming off their loss yeah. to the Eagles to the Cowboys. Yeah, we got two teams uh, that were undefeated last week. Um, This is a home game for the Cowboys. I don't think they're bad. I mean, there's a lot of people out there, you know, just riding with the fact that as soon as y'all played a a decent team, you ended up losing. Um, It's not like they were having close games with those bad teams. Um, I just think they, I don't know. I just think things defense just caught them last week. I got the Cowboys in this one. I hope it's true. I hope they can. Do we I'm know? Taking home do team. We, I'm taking the whole team. I'm taking. Yo, do we know? Do we know what the situation is with Devontae Adams' toe? Because my decision is based on whether he's going to play or not. If he's going to play, I'm going with. I'm going with Metal Log Lemon. 
Yeah, because he, he gave the Eagles everything they wanted and desired last week until he got injured. At, yeah, be like, yo, this is your desire? Everything they desired. <laughs> yo, 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 he made me believe, he made me believe Robert Ahmad's position on our cornerback. That's how bad it was, man. I never disbelieved. Yo, I just think dude is too fanboy with it, like. I'm, I, the stuff, the people that he were bl- that he was blaming, was my issue. Like you already knew what we had in the defensive backfield. That was his latest yeah. rant? Boy, yeah. this what y'all desire? Yo, last year we got before we get out of here, man. Let's talk about let's talk about the uh, Browns. The Browns are back. Um, so are the Niners apparently. Is it me or the Browns on national TV every week now? Yo, the Browns Shout are out the right now. So Baker. Baker and Mayfield Baker. could be aggressive and talk all kinds of crazy because, no, my, that's either here or there. But the fact of the matter is people love the Cleveland Browns, um, Odell Beckham and Nick Chubb, Paul. So they're at the 49ers. Nick Chubb. On- 49ers, on, 49ers on national TV. Oh, my God. Right. Um, the, the undefeated 49ers, one of three left in the league. Um, I'm taking the Browns, though. <laughs> Sorry, uh <laughs> Gold blooded gang. I'm I'm taking the Browns on this one. Not that I really believe in them. Yo. It's just to me, 49ers. Even though they're undefeated, they still got to show and prove. I think the Browns are getting better because they're learning that they need to, you know, they need to ride the services of Nick Chubb <laughs> instead of, you know, trying to start everything with their quarterback and wide receiver. So I think they're starting to get a, a, a better grasp on how their offense should be run. Yo, I hate Yo, thinking the good love, teams coming by. I hate doing and that. And Nick Chubb on my fantasy team. Yo, I, oh, I love, okay. now, I love now, Nick Chubb's game, Paul. I'm hating. I love Nick Chubb's game. Pause. I think I think there's a lot of talent on the Browns, but I dislike Baker Mayfield for the same reason Jimmy dislikes him, uh, because of the privilege. So I feel as though I'm going to lean towards rooting against him for the majority of his career. So I'm picking Jimmy G <laughs> in the point of his career. <laughs> Yo, this boy said his career? <laughs> yeah, it's already, yeah, it's already decided. Yo, man. I'm just going to put it um, like this. I'm, I'm going to put it like this. Um, I hate picking against a team that's coming off of a bye, right? Like, I just, I just do. Um. You know, but I I, I got to pick the Niners. I can't pick I can't pick privilege, dude, man. Like he, he gets away with all kinds of stuff. Let, let's just let's just say that if he was melanated, he wouldn't be able to talk the way he talks. You know what I'm saying? Like just like I if uh, if Bo would have walked in, shut all that up. Yo, yo, if Bo if Bo if Bo would have walked into the chick's house and shot her, he wouldn't be getting hugs in court the same way. No, my um, yo, <laughs> damn. I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone, but you know, all I'm saying is uh, I can't stand the Bulls. Plus, the Niners are coming off a bye. I, I, it's hard to pick against a team coming off a bye, so I'm gonna go with the Niners. I don't think either one of these teams are really that good, but I'm also thinking about the fact that the Browns at Niners get a national game. How nasty would that have been like just two years ago? No, but Jimmy, where's Shaq at? Yo, that, <clears throat> Shaq dead. Almost uh, said a foul language. Almost, almost. Almost dropped the end bomb right there, but yo, Shaq did. It's time for us to get out of here. 
Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, all the comments we got through. Um, well, here's the thing, though. FOH the blog talk. I want to put that in our message, so I want y'all to hear that. FOH, y'all can see me. This Jimmy put saying that, that. Put that on the hard drive. But, but yo, <laughs> tune in next week live right here on demand as we catch you up on everything going on in the world of sports. Remember the hub, warroomsports.com. Catch everything we do, all of our social media, all of our content, everything that's on the hard drive is up there. Again, warroomsports.com. Make sure you pick up a copy of my book, Sports the Book at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.